0: At the fringes of perception, beyond the boundaries of your mind, just past the glow of the firelight, out of the corner of your eyes, you will find an edge case. Case Podcast coming September tenth. Learn more at EdgeCasePod.com.
1: This is Macabre Grimoire with Aerie Show, Travis Nye. And Robert Mayling.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome to Macabre Grimoire, Chapter 22, The Hinterkaifeck Murders. I'm your nice host. Nice job.
1: That was Thank a delicate you. question.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is a delicate question? <laughs> oh. Anyways, I'm your host, Ari Show, here with my co hosts, Robert Mayling and Travis Nye. Hey, hey,
0: hey. You? Yep.
2: And I'm back. <laughs>
0: yes. we're all kind of back we're all very happy to have you back yes we're happy that travel to have all three of you has that happened in
2: 2019 yet i don't all three think so i don't think no. so no this is it we're, we're all back this is official it only took us until march we started recording in march last year didn't we
0: i don't know i should i should follow up on that but yeah that sounds right
2: maybe it was like more like April. We planned in March, and then we recorded in That's April. That's right.
0: Yeah, it was. A, there was definitely a four in the yeah the date. So, yeah, yeah.
2: So it's almost a year.
0: Almost a year.
2: Almost a year. At so we MG. need to do
0: something for the macabre anniversary. Oh
2: my god, we should do a cake. That'd be so freaking wah, wah, cute. Wah, wah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll incorporate an air horn into the show. That's yeah. what we
2: we'll celebrate. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Um, so, so, oh, there was something else. No, never mind. I'll ask it after the show. It's it's dumb, so. Okay.
0: Uh, so, anyway, I, I'm glad we're all in a happy, jolly mood. So, let's talk about one of the most heinous, like, mass murders in the history of, uh, well, Europe has had a lot of mass murders. Like, a domestic criminal kind of oh, for mass sure. murders for in sure. the history of Europe. And, and one of the greatest unsolved crimes in Germany. See... I'm just like one of the greatest crimes in German history. <laughs> ah, oh, gee, it's a little overshadowed by the events that would happen a little later. So,
2: oh, how do I do? Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I okay. Well,
2: how about this? It is out of all the domestic case, like cold cases, it it's is... probably one of the worst.
0: It, yes, it's there. We because it's
2: unsolved. It's a cold case. It's her. It's horrendous that this even happened. Um
0: and it's really weird. It's just bizarre.
2: Right. And we're going to talk about it. It's very similar though to what happened in Iowa, which is kind of interesting. So, cuz that's where I like when I was like kind of reading through just briefly um the note, the show notes, I was like, "God, is this the Iowa one?" But then I was like, "No, this is this is uh in German, in what, Germany."
0: what's funny is that there was uh it I didn't include it in our list of suspects, but there was even one wilder theory that there was a American serial killer who was operating at the same time, and he oh. kind of disappeared off the map right about the time this happened. And so it was like, was he a German immigrant who went back to Germany and then ended up doing this? Right. Which you know, I feel like that's a stretch, but it, it's like, eh, eh. But we'll we'll get into the theories and stuff. Let's let's bring bring our uh, our listeners up to speed on what the what the heck is Hinterkaifach?
2: Oh. Real quick, the yeah. Velisca axe murders happened in 1912, and this happened in 1922. Just thought I would just.
0: I wonder if that theory I saw is talking, is literally like linking that murder to this one because of the similarity.
2: It's very, very similar. It's uh, just real quick. Um, eight victims, including four children, had severe ed- head wounds from an axe.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Right, so, it's so like this one.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought it was this one. So, anyways, go go for it.
0: You got it. So, in 1922, six people were killed at a remote German farmstead. They were bludgeoned in their bedclothes, but their deaths were the result. But were their deaths the result of a manic serial killing, out of control family feud, or something else? Strange things began to occur around Interkayfax sometime before the attack. Six months before the attack, the family maid had quit, claiming that she heard sounds and that she believed that the house was haunted. Stick a pin in that, it's important later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there Andreas Gruber mm-hmm. found, found a strange newspaper from Munich on the property in March of 1922, which, okay, that's also weird. He could not remember buying it, and thus Gruber initially believed that the postman had lost this newspaper. This was not the case, however, as no one in the vicinity subscribed to the newspaper. Just days before the murders, Gruber told neighbors he discovered tracks in the fresh snow that led from the forest to his home. While these alone were not unsettling, which... Would Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, it was the fact that the tracks did not lead away from the house again that unnerved him. Okay, yeah, that's buried the lead on that one. Yeah, okay, so that is <laughs> that is even more unnerving. Because I suppose if you see tracks of someone that walked up and then walked away, it's like... It's still creepy. Like, when I found that on my patio one oh, morning... Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, You know, I just... like Footprints like someone walked up onto my patio and then walked out Ugh. in the snow. And I'm just like...
2: The fuck are you?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, that's... I get super paranoid about that, too, because I'll notice... Because we live on, like, a secluded street, so we're kind of like a cul-de-sac. And so I pay attention to if there are foot tracks in our snow that aren't the mailmans and aren't Dominics. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's like, one of my worst fears.
0: So let's see. The tracks didn't lead away from the house, and then at the same time, one of the family members' house keys went missing. During the night, they heard footsteps in the attic... But uh, Grouper found no one when he searched the building. So we've got people who think it's haunted, strange tracks leading up to the house, right. stuff going missing and stuff showing up. Right. It is going to get weirder, yes. So, uh, he declined to borrow a gun from the na- from one of his neighbors to protect himself and his family. Although he told several people about the alleged observations, he refused to accept help. Uh, And the details were unreported to the police, which that I can, you know, back then you didn't bring the police in unless something had actually happened. But yeah, I, I, and the gun thing was a new thing because I've read about this before, but I didn't know that like someone had even offered him a gun. like Seriously, protect yourself. Yeah, right. So on the afternoon of March 31st, 1922, uh, a Friday, the new maid, Maria, arrived at the farm. The previous housekeeper had quit approximately six months earlier, you know, like we said, claiming that the home was haunted. Mm -hmm. Her sister had escorted her there and left her at the farm after a short stay, and she was most likely the last person to see the inhabitants alive. A few hours later, the six inhabitants of Hinter Hinterkaifak would be dead. It's impossible to reconstruct the exact events of the evening without some speculation, but some of the details are clear after the investigation. It appears that late in the evening, uh Victoria, her uh seven and her 7-year-old daughter Kazilla and her parents uh and, anyway, the family yeah. were were lured to the barn through uh through the stable where they were murdered one at a time, Ugh. which creeps me out so much because it's just like one person goes looking, then another person goes looking. Yeah. And then yeah, and it gets bad here where it's just like uh because it's like, so, it appears that, or, uh, 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 details are not here, but, like, the, the youngest, it seems like, they theorize hung out for, like, hours before they went out. Oh, so to check. go check. Yeah. yeah. Which is just awful.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, let's see. So
2: the, the perpetrator, per- yeah, there you
0: go. The perpetrator, or perpetrators, used uh, a mat, mattock, belonging to the family farm, and killed the family with blows to the head. For those of you who don't know, and we're going to put a picture in the show notes. Uh, it looks like a kind of like a pickaxe, oh. basically. So it's not even it's not like a full on axe, right. but it's not a full. It's like a small pickaxe, basically.
2: Right.
0: Right. Uh, let's see. The perpetrator moved from the barn through the stable into the living quarters, where, with the same murder weapon, he killed the maid Maria. Uh, in her bedchamber, and presumably killed the young Joseph last as the two-year-old boy slept in the basement uh, of his... Or in, the, in a bassinet yeah, in his mother's room. That
2: totally changes the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Four days passed between the murder and the discoveries of the bodies.
2: God
0: damn it. On April 1st, uh, coffee sellers Hans and Edward arrived at Hinterkaifach to place an order... Uh, when no one did their knocks at the door and at the window, they walked around the yard but found no one. They only noticed that the gate to the machine house was open before they decided to leave. Uh, let's see, Kazilla Gabriel was absent without excuse for the next few days from school, and her family failed to show up for Sunday worship. So on Monday, April 3rd, the postman, Joseph Mayer, was delivering the mail to Hinter Kaifak when he noticed that Saturday's mail was still where he had left it and that no one had been in the yard. Assembler Albert went to Hinterkaifach on April 4th to repair the engine of, of the food chopper. He stated that he had not seen any of the family or heard, and heard nothing but the sounds of the animals, noting a barking dog. After waiting for an hour, he decided to start his repair, which he completed in roughly 4.5 hours. After the repair, he noticed that the barn door was open, but he could not stay for or say for certain whether it had been open when he got there. Creepy. Uh, he peeked into the barn and did not go inside. In Gorburn, he met the daughters of the village guide, uh, Lorenz, and told them that the repairs in the at the Hinterkaifach were done. Hofner also told Gregor Gregor George Gregor <laughs> George Gregor, the mayor of uh, Wangen. This is like the Rob Learns to Read podcast. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> about the ghostly emptiness of Hinterkaifach uh, so Schlittenbauer sent his, thank you <laughs> sent his two sons Johann and Joseph to uh, Hinterkaifach to see if they could make contact with the family when they reported that they did not see anyone Schlittenbauer uh, headed to the farm the same day with Michael Pohl and Jacob Siegel, Siegel, uh at which time they discovered the mostly concealed bodies in the barn and the home Inspector Greger and his colleagues from the Munich Police Department investigated the killings. More than a hundred suspects have been questioned throughout the years, with most of the recent questioning ta- or the most recent questioning taking place in 1986. That's
2: crazy. That's so. That's what 1922 to 1986. That's what 40 some years later. No, more than that. Yeah. That's 60 some years later.
0: It's a long damn time. Yeah. Is what it is. So, none of the questioning ever yielded any conclusive results. The day after the discovery of the bodies, court physician uh, Johann Baptist Almer performed autopsies in the barn. It was established that the mattock was the most likely murder weapon, though the weapon itself was not at the scene. Evidence showed that the younger Kazilla had been alive for several hours after the assault. She had torn out her hair and tufts while lying in the straw next to the bodies of her grandparents and her mother jesus the skulls of the corpses were sent to munich where uh clairvoyant is that right clairvoyance examined them okay to no avail the heads were later lost presumably destroyed during the allied bombings of world war ii the police suspected a motive of robbery and when they interrogated traveling craftsmen and vagrants and several inhabitants from the surrounding villages uh When a large amount of money was found in the house, they abandoned that theory. It was clear that the perpetrator remained at the farmhouse for several days. This is something from the story that I've heard that has always creeped me out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone had fed the cattle and eaten their supply of bread from the kitchen and had recently cut meat from the pantry. Neighbors also reported that there had been smoke coming from the chimney all weekend. The perpetrator would have easily found the money if robbery had been the intention. But as it was, the money remained untouched. With no clear motive to be gleaned from the crime scene, police began to formulate a list of suspects. So, so
2: yeah, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's so crazy. Like, who? Do, okay, so just by reading through all of that, do you think it's someone that they knew, someone they didn't know? I mean, like, I feel like it's somebody that they had to have known. That's
0: the way I feel, too, about it. Yeah. Is that it had to be someone that, that knew them or or they yeah, knew. Yeah, but if that was the case, I feel like a person wouldn't be hiding
1: in the house. They would have just been, made themselves present.
0: And... It's
2: pot. yeah. Yeah, the, the whole,
0: you know, like the groundwork stalking. So there's one theory with one of the suspects yeah. that kind of works with both that angle. Both the, like, hiding in the attic and just kind of lurking. Right. While at the same time they are someone who would know the family intimately. Right. Because there's a whole bunch of other details in here that I think we forgot to mention at some point. There's a... For one thing, there's a strong strong theory that uh, the youngest girl, or the the, the one that's like the teenager, or like oh, y- sure. young ad- adult woman, mm-hmm. was having an incestuous affair with, with her, her father. father. Yeah. And that was a rumor amongst the villages and stuff like that. And so there's even like theories yeah, that I it was like an them. honor killing kind of thing where like, you know, they were just... Their community was upset with them and so they just someone took care of it and they let it happen it's like well if
2: they're to have you know if they're incestuous <laughs> incestuous then we might as well just kill this family and be done with these grossing yeah, gross yeah because persons. they're making
0: our village look bad you know like like right. i said almost a borderline like honor killing
2: yeah yeah
0: so let's see uh here's a list of i've narrowed it down to a few of the suspect but man there are a lot of suspects because obviously you know when the case is this old and it's jack the ripper style where it's kind of like fair game because the forensics are all over the place and stuff like that. There was a lot of speculation, therefore a lot of hypothetical suspects. Mm -hmm. But here are some of my picks for some of the stronger, stronger cases. Not that I'm endorsing any of them specifically. So Victoria's husband, Gabriel, uh, uh,
2: The husband of Victoria Gabriel, Carl Gabriel. Thank you. There you go.
0: had Had reportedly been killed in December of 1914 during the first world war However, his body has never been recovered. After the murders, people began to speculate that if he had indeed died, in, or whether or not he had indeed died in the war. Victoria Gabriel had given birth to Joseph illegitimately in her husband's absence. The two-year-old Joseph was rumored to be the son of Victoria and her father, Andreas. Okay, here's where we get yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who had been in an incestuous relationship that was documented in court and known in the village. That's right. They had been ticketed and fined for it before.
2: Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um, some theorized that Carl killed the family to seek revenge. Although soldiers from his regiment testified to his death and the police were inclined to believe them, the theory gained new nourishment over the years after people report uh, repeatedly Reported that they had met Gabriel, or could confirm that he had had an uh, had exchanged his identity with that of one of his fallen comrades.
2: Oh, interesting! So
0: that's that's one that I think is like.
2: So he didn't really. Even though die. it's the most
0: sci-fi, like yeah. evil twin kind of like crazy sure. hook plot device kind of thing, right? The behavior with the like hanging out and the stalking and the kind of that kind of stuff that all makes a lot more sense to me with this theory
2: right right and
0: i mean records in the first world war were not you know they were they were pretty good but they weren't like airtight by any stretch of the imagination so here's a here's another theory Uh, another theory says that the the killer was lorenz schlittenbauer good job thank you Clinton had in 1918, shortly after the death of his first wife, carried on a relationship with Victoria Gabriel. Wait, so he. So she had an incest. So she had a husband and an incestuous relationship with her father, plus she definitely had a relationship with this guy.
2: (laughs) I shouldn't laugh, but. (laughs)
0: Wow. It is possible that he. That he is the father of Joseph. God, it's like. Mari in I feel here. Joseph is a key point in this plot. Yeah, yeah. More and more, I'm feeling like that. As his initials appeared by the uh, on the Poise birth certificate, perhaps he had killed the family because Victoria had come uh, after him for alimony. He was suspected by the locals and as as the perpetrator because of several telling acts he committed during the discovery of the bodies. Pardon me. When he had come to investigate, he told his friends that. Uh, he had to break the gate because all of the doors were locked. After finding the four bodies in the barn, his two companions left the stable uh, shocked while uh, Schlittenbauer went alone into the house, which he seemed to know well. Yeah, the familiarity. Mm -hmm. As he went, he said he was looking for his son. When he entered the house, the other men clearly heard him unlock the front door with a key.
2: Damn. It
0: seems... That this might be the key that had gone missing in the days before the murders, although it is possible that Schuttenbauer uh, might have had a key for any other number of reasons. I mean, they, there's no limit on how many keys they had, apparently. True. But it sounds like they kind of had a business and a lot of people, like, coming and going.
2: Oh, sure, sure, sure. Because, I
0: mean, just that list of people that came during the four days or, like, the preceding days and just were, like, passing through, like, yeah. Right, right you think an isolated rural farm, but it wasn't that isolated from what you can tell. It's like people could see smoke and stuff like that. I mean, it's Germany, so it's like village life. Right,
2: right.
0: Even years after suspicion fell to uh, Schlittenbauer because of his strange comments, according to reports in files for the case, local teacher Hans Jablager surprised Schutenbauer on the remains of the, uh, on the remains of the demolished Hinterkaifeck in 1925. And yeah, that's, uh, spoilers for up ahead, the house is going to get demolished and the whole pl- the whole place is just going to get flattened what? and they're going to put up a little memorial like a year after this happens. Oh. Uh, at which time Schlittenbauer, uh, frightful and confused, mentioned an attempt by a perpetrator to bury the remains of the family in the barn. Uh, Schlittenbauer reportedly commented that it wasn't possible due to the frozen ground, something it seemed that only the perpetrator would know. Which, yeah, that comment has stuck yeah. with me that it's just like... It's like, well, no, he couldn't do it, because the ground was frozen.
2: He's well, like, what?
0: okay.
2: You, Why are you saying you that? You thought
0: about that a little too much. Yeah. Okay. Although being a neighbor and familiar with the local land, he would also be aware of whether or not the ground was frozen from the weather, and, you know, making an educated guess, which is absolutely true. Well, I
2: mean, it was March. And,
0: and, and anybody, and, well, into April. Yeah, but any anybody with a farm background is going to know, like, the weather for the area and be like, yeah, Dad, like... Right now, off the top of his head, he'll tell you if the ground is frozen or not. He's actively, like, tracking it for, you know, when planting's coming.
2: Right. I mean, when my um, uncle passed away unexpectedly last year, um, they found—so it was—God, it was April, I think, of last year. And so they found the—also the deceased—his dog was in the garage that was deceased, but they knew, like, it had probably happened sometime during the winter, and he was waiting— for the ground to, like, thaw out before he was going to be able to bury the dog in the backyard. And for the record, like, that's just where they've always, what they've always done with their dogs. I don't know what the rules or the laws are are in regards to that, but this is, this is the kind of guy who just doesn't really give a shit about that, so... (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. But yeah, that was kind of like, we found, we found him, and then we found the dog, and we kind of figured, like, oh, that's probably what he was waiting for. Yeah. So...
0: So Schlittenbauer, before his death in 1941, conducted and won several civil claims for slander against the persons who described him as the murderer of Hinterkaifeck. Oh, Kaifach. damn. So, wow. Uh, let's see. So, these two, by far, are my my prime pick for suspects. Yeah. Here's a few other ones that are that are out there, but these two, I think it's one of these two, per, just personally throwing that out there.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Uh, the Brothers Gump, on April 9th, 1922... I can't see that name and not think of Bubba Gump Shrimp. Mm-hmm. Uh, lead detective and investigator, uh, General George Reiningruber, wanted to question Adolf Gump in connection with the murders as it had been rumored that he was in a relationship... Oh, here we go. Turn the page. In a relationship <laughs> with Victoria. Jeez. Yes, of course he was. Uh, however, no evidence was ever found to prove this claim with three others Adolf Gump had participated in the murder of nine peasants in Silesia and uh, wow Ryan Rein, Gruber could not rule out Adolf Gump's potential involvement in the murders at Hinterkaifach and he was instructed he instructed the corresponding uh
2: Gender Mary stations
0: sure whatever sure. those are yeah uh, to ask f- for an alibi for the last few days in March of 1922 must be like local German for police stations? Probably. Okay. okay. I'm going to go with that.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. In, in
0: 1951, uh, prosecutor Andreas Pop investigated Adolf's brother Anton Gump in relation to the murders at Hinterkaifach. The sister of the Gumps, uh, Kresens Mayer, we're going to go with her last name Mayer. There you go. Claimed her deathbed, on her deathbed that the brothers Adolf and Anton had uh, our Anton. A. a ron <laughs> had committed the murders. As a result, Anton Gump was remanded into police custody even uh, after Adolf had already died in 1944. After a short time, however, uh, Anton was dismissed again, and in 1954, the case against him was finally discontinued because it could not be proven to have participated in the crime. Dang. So, yeah. There, there's a few more there, but uh, and with the 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 gump brothers here right there's i didn't list them all because there was like 10 pages of them but there's so many like there's a couple of different groups of brothers like this that were in crime at that time you know oh. it's germany in the interwar period with all the the uh unemployed veterans and sure. stuff like that and the economy is total crap right. uh and crime is like ridiculously high sure uh it's just a brutal brutal time heading into an even brutaler time yeah so that partially colors, you know, what happened. Um,
2: so it's almost like they're just grabbing any crime duo and saying, like, hey, it's possible that you were involved.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, but here, here's the like the results of the investigation, and then there's kind of an update in a 2007. Despite repeated arrests, no murderer was ever found, and the files were closed in 1955. Nevertheless, uh, the last interrogations took place in 1986. And I'm not even going to try. Jesus Christ! I pronounce that name. Jesus Christ, indeed. It's like Mueller.
2: Criminal hop, ha- hop co- I don't know. Conrad Mueller.
0: Yeah, Conrad, <laughs> M- Conrad Mueller. <laughs> that's what my friends call me.
2: Conrad
0: Mueller. Still determined to this day. In 2007, residents of the Polish. Okay, so that's what that word was earlier. The it's a it's German for police academy. Okay. So students at the police commit uh uh academy examined the case using modern criminal investigation techniques mm. they concluded that it was impossible to def to definitively solve the crime after so much time had passed which yeah no kidding god
2: damn it that was such a buzzkill
0: <laughs> yeah the, the primitive investigation techniques available at the time of the murders yield little evidence and in the decades since the murders evidence has been lost and the suspects have since died Despite these setbacks however and this is what I found really interesting sure. the students did establish up but they did not release publicly the name of which suspect they think did it because out of respect for still living relatives Oh my so god so so that's the ultimate cliffhanger there is that a whole bunch of like scientists with forensics and expertise like really really like pulled this thing apart Yeah 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 and they think they've got a pretty good idea of who did it? Right, but they won't say it because they don't want it because they can't prove it definitively. It's very German. They yeah. can't prove it definitively, so they don't want to upset the families.
2: I mean, I don't know. I I get it. I I do, but at the same time, it's like so much time has passed. But I guess you know the the relatives, the living relatives of the person that they want to accuse, um, probably. Knew that relatives because we're not as far removed from that generation. Because like, if you were born in 1922, you're going to be like in your 90s today. Right. So I mean, though, so who's ever still alive definitely knew those people involved with that crime. So it's probably, I, I mean, I can understand that, but I'm still like, come on, give us the dirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully that police academy will one day re- release what their findings are when they feel like enough time has passed for any family to f- not feel offended.
0: That would be cool. But yeah, that's the, in a nutshell, the Hinder-Kaifak murders. One of the most notorious murders, and I, one thing about this case is that it shows up, if you search, like... If you happen to Google, like, un- greatest unsolved mysteries in history, mm-hmm. this is almost always in the top five. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's a very popular mystery for people to, like, speculate on and stuff like that. I mean, and the, the theories get really out there. Like, I didn't include them because I felt like it was a little bit of a reach, but uh, there was, like, one video I watched that, you know, a good video that, like, oh, backs sure. the sources and stuff like that, where their kind of thesis was that it might have even been these two guys that... Uh, um, Worked for the Nazis. Like this might have been like an early Nazi party kind of thing, where oh. like they killed these two bec- uh, because one of the like the husband or whatever had like spoken out against oh. uh, against them or something sure. like that, and then they were trying to like silence dissent in the community or something like that, and
2: it just kind of got weird. Yeah, and probably didn't and didn't at all accomplish what they were trying to accomplish if that's what they were trying to do. Right? Because I think
0: the- well, apparently the the, like, brown... Because sh- this is, like, pre, like, them full in full power and stuff right. like that. oh, yeah. But, like, the thugs that, like, intimidated people and did all sorts of kind of stuff for the party, kind of laying the groundwork for the, the future to come, uh, they did this on a regular basis, and that's part of why they were suspects is because uh, they- the authorities in the area were pretty sure that they'd killed a few, like, other, like, families or couples or st- stuff like that. So this might have just been, like... They went to kill the one guy and it was like, "Oh, there's a house full of people out here," and then.
2: <laughs> oh sure, yeah. but but then why stay in their attic for days? Exactly. Why kill them and then still hang out at the place for days and like take care of their farm? Because any psycho is gonna. I mean, if it's if it's a true like, like you know, murder or whatever, usually they break in do the deed and get the fuck out because they don't want to be caught. But usually that's premeditated because you, you know, like they're, they're trying to watch the patterns of the family to kind of figure out where, you know, where there are. But I don't know. it, It takes like a different, a definite different level of crazy. And just like, I don't know, just meticulousness of like wanting to like live with the family. And then they had
1: to be like super ninja. (laughs) <laughs> like, honestly. But like, not
2: really, because they could hear them. Right, but
1: still not be found. It's...
2: True. But the thing is, is, like, okay, if you hear footsteps, why the fuck aren't you going to investigate that? Because I can guarantee you, when I hear my cats make a sound, I always investigate that shit. Just because, you know, I want to see if they broke it. You know, I, I want to know what's going on.
0: Right. Yeah, like we were talking about before we went on air about... Uh, like staying in a country house by yourself, like you can hear all the sounds yes. and stuff like right. that. It's like, yeah. but I can imagine getting jaded to that too. Like when I lived out on the farm, you were a lot more like, oh, it's just pipes or true. Whatever. Or are you try like to tell you, yourself you, that you hear you hear it, but you're just kind of like, ah, it's just that thing that always makes that noise.
2: Sure, sure. Did
0: it ever say what business they had out of that farm? Well, it's a, You know, it's a farm. It sounds like they were. It sounds like they were cr- grinding coffee. And that, yeah, that's You wouldn't what grow I was coffee wondering. out there, but yeah, uh, but they had like a food processing machine or something like that on the farm.
2: Yeah, because okay. I did mention about like a food machine. Because one of the like, guys yeah. that found
0: stuff was a machinist that came yeah. out to fix the food processor. Yes. Yeah, because, well, I mean, that was one of the things that
1: I read. It said on April 1st, Hans and Edward, whatever, arrived to place an order, uh, and they were coffee salesmen.
2: I like that they not only do they knock on the doors, but they look like look through the windows and like hang out. So it, it means to, to that to that to me kind of says like they know that this family is going to be there. Like where are they? Yeah, mm.
0: it's like weird they're not there. Yeah, which back then, uh, other than like going in for Sunday services right. and stuff like that, a whole family including small children and women. Like all at once, yeah. Like extended family. Even nowadays, if you get an extended family living together in a big house, it's like like my parents. It's just like there's always someone around. Right. It's crazy that it's quiet. You
2: yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Totally know that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my my money is on Lorenz. After you know, doing the research for this beforehand and putting stuff together in the outline, and then reading through it here and really thinking about it, I, I think that's. Because that's the least, because it's like, Carl seems like the top suspect, except for he's probably not still alive. He probably died in World War One.
2: That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. But, I mean, I can understand, like, being confused about identity back in that day. Yeah. I mean, just because it's 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 kind of easier, or it was kind of easier. The, the
0: stalkery attic thing seems more like him, but it's believable for Lorenz.
2: Oh, yeah. Like and then I, the
0: comment about the frozen ground and trying to bury the bodies and stuff like that. Right. And
2: but I mean like it's also easy to say like people just know when the ground is frozen. Exactly. Like it's just kind of like cold. Well, anybody <laughs>
0: because if you told me that he'd buried them in the dead of winter, I'd have been like so the ground wasn't frozen? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Which <clears throat> I wonder this is the farm boy in me It's just like well maybe he thought in the in the in the barn where they had animals covered in hay there probably would be some ground that isn't like, frozen there, and maybe, sure. like you said, it's March or April, or whatever. Right. April, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So, pro- probably thought, maybe, it would be thought by then, and it wasn't.
2: Sure, so. sure, and maybe that's when he decided, like, this would be a good time to do it, and then, oh, shit, my ground's still frozen.
0: And that was one of the things that went along with that Nazi theory with the guys they were talking about. I should have included that, that case in there, too. Oh, sure. But, uh, um, was that that's why they brought them all out to the barn, because they were going to bury them, and then they were going to just, like, use it as, like, a, a safe house or a gathering place for... Their, their people and stuff like that, and would have just, like, taken it over and then just said, oh, oh they left, and yeah,
2: blah, blah, for blah. sure. And,
0: which the Nazis did that. They tended to, like, be Nazis and take people's oh. stuff and just be like, well, we've always lived here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that,
0: but... <laughs> yeah. It says no one was here in the 1940s. It's like, we were all on vacation yeah. in Poland. Yes. Ask, ask Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Yeah. We I don't know. talk about I still it. think
1: it was multiple people, though.
0: You think, I think so? it was multiple?
1: I do. Okay. I think it'd be difficult to lure them in one by one,
0: supposedly. And. I think they have the you know this is pre-horror movies so they don't have that survival instinct of oh, I'll be right back.
1: Yeah, right. Well that and like you'd think if somebody like if one of them was murdered there would have been a noise maybe they caught him by surprise. Sure. But if the
2: barn is like far away from the yeah,
1: house. Yeah. But still to kill one person, remove the body and clean up anything before the next here's, person. Wh-
2: uh, right. I kind of get what you're what you're saying, but here's here's kind of my theory. So let's say the husband goes into the barn to do his nightly chores because that's the thing. Yep. they go out. To, he goes out to the barn to do the nightly chores. He's gone for, let's say, an hour or so. But the wife knows, like, it does not take you that long to do that. Like, what the fuck are you doing? So then she goes outside <laughs> to be like... You know, like, where the hell are you? But then... Lazy asshole, there's chores
0: in the house to do, right, too. Right, right, right.
2: And then <laughs> she gets whacked. But the thing is, is by the time that she gets to the barn, and she, and she discovers her husband's body, she probably doesn't have the whereabouts with her to even run or do something, you know? like if they're Well, going it to... seems
0: like... Because, like, the one guy said, it's dark in that barn, so it's right. like... They would have been, like, a ways into it, and then it would just come up behind them. And, exactly, yeah.
2: exactly. And if you've already been in the dark for a while, your eyes have adjusted, and so you have the advantage and then after so long you know then what was it the child finally went into the barn looking for the parents yep and then the child was you know killed after that so and
0: victoria went out to the barn at some point yes yep
2: yep so it's just basically it's that would that you know but i understand what you're saying like
0: what would it have been like to be the maid the brand new maid it's your first night there the maid before you quit because she said this place was haunted and evil yeah but you got the job and it's just you and the infant in the house. If that was the and case, and everyone else is gone.
1: If the if the original maid says it was haunted, and the new one was hired six months later, that's a long time to case the place. That
2: is a really long time. I don't know, but like, if I'm okay, so I just started this new job. Previous maid says it's haunted. I'm like, ah, she's so stupid. It's Quack. not haunted. And then... You
1: don't really have time to think about it after that. You
2: really don't. I mean, you might just be excited because you got a job, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of us are.
0: When, this is true. <laughs>
2: when you get hired to a new place. And and so, like, you you know, the, the family's out, you know, and then you're thinking, like, well, they're taking a while, but my job is to take care of this child. So, I'm not going to worry what the family's doing because, it's you know, the family's new to me. Why am I going to, you know, worry about the family? Because I don't know them just well. I'm just going to take care of the kid because that's what I'm hired for. And then... That's, and then she probably heard the footsteps coming into the house. Because if she was in her bedchamber, then the attacker must have surprised her and got her and then got the kid. Maybe I did it. <laughs> <laughs> you know too much. I know way too much. That's just my thought. I don't know.
0: So, yeah. Hinterkaivack. Like I said, one, one of the great... Especially, like, one of those... This is one of those murder mysteries that's obscure enough that, like, only people in, like, criminal justice circles, like, knew about it until the internet really exploded its fame, because it was, you know, people are attracted to novelty, and it's just, like, there's, you know, this is kind of a tangent, but it's, like, there's a whole, like, ecosystem of people on the internet looking for novelty for anything just to experience something new, to, like, get it in their veins. Oh, sure. You know, it's just, like, and I noticed this pattern with, like, you know, like, top listicles and top five lists Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and uh, this, this is definitely you know, a product of it's time resurrected by the cultural singularity of the internet.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah, I'd heard about this one and then also the Velisca house too. So Yeah, now I'm
0: I excited. want to know more about the Velisca house. I feel like it'll be a while again before we do a true crime like oh, no, full-on murder yeah, like absolutely, that, but, but
2: it's uh, I want definitely to know more. very similar to this. That's why I I initially thought that that's what this was. So
0: I'm curious
1: what uh, techniques the newer scientists or whatever forensic people used and what evidence they had to look at. Because yeah because it was most of it saying it was destroyed or lost. Well
2: probably old old photos taken of this crime scenes, probably um, you know, maps drawn of the place to get an idea, you know, and reading think, through eyewitness accounts. I
0: think they still have the autopsy notes that they took um, from examining sure. the skulls. So they would have like direction about the angle or information about the direction of the angles. Yeah, and like, stuff like if they're
2: right handed, left handed.
0: Yep. yep. But uh but yeah, as far as actual physical evidence between the place being leveled, like I said, for a little memorial that was put up, right. and then uh, the skulls being destroyed when uh, uh, An axe the went bombed. through them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, no, and it's, it's interesting. Like I said, there's a whole interwar period factor to it as well. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, part of it's like, it's this is Weimar Republic-era Germany, so it's like they didn't have a lot of resources at the time, so they said that that was actually kind of a, like, even for the 20s, that was pretty primitive to, instead of just taking the bodies to do autopsies, right. to just take the heads to do autopsies.
2: Oh, yeah, I was they, wondering about <coughs> that. Yeah. yeah,
0: they said that even even for that time, that was like, it was still something done in rural areas, to, right. like on the super cheap or whatever to like yeah. do it, but still, it's like... It's one of the things they point to, even like the, in the fifties when they revisit it, or just like, well, that that was totally screwed up that they did it that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. Fifties
0: investigators are just like, that's so primitive. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're sitting here with our CRISPR genome cracking and just like <laughs> primitive, you say. We're <laughs> oh, so, so smart here in the future. <laughs> and then future Rob, who's like in a cyborg body, who can like see through. Yeah.
2: Yes. And then I don't know. It's it's that. I don't know. It's it's like that fine line of like I'm asking a question like when is this holiday? But instead of just researching it.
0: Oh, see like that. You literally type like, that literally word like literally like it's bring very it up in a lazy like really lazy. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um I just I yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of like people working on a computer asking what time it is. Yeah. Oh. That's the worst. But anyway, so. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the program, and we will be back with more mysterious and macabre information next next time.
2: Bye! Bye!
0: Well, they like, you know, the Google stuff, right. but people have become cynical enough over time Sure. that it's great to find something on Google. It's even better to find something on Google that's, like, well-reviewed. Right. But it's really in the... Era of online anonymity. It's really, really good to find something recommended by someone you know.
2: True, true, true. Um, yeah, yes, and then I don't know. It's it's that. I don't know. It's it's like that fine line of like, I'm asking a question like, when is this holiday? But instead of just researching it.
0: Oh, see, like that. You literally type like, that literally, like, lazy, like, really lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I just. I yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of like people working on a computer asking what time it is. Yeah. Oh, that's Ugh. the worst. But anyway, so thank you so much for listening, everyone. This week, uh, we hope you enjoyed the program, and we will be back with more mysterious and macabre information next next time.
2: Bye. Bye.
1: Macabre Grimoire is a production of the SiouxEmpire.com. Learn more at macabregrimoire.com.